You darn. So just turn in your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5. So Galatians chapter 5, and we'll start reading from verse 13. Galatians 5.13 For, brethren, ye have been called unto liberty, and use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbour as thyself. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity now to um, look at the fruits of the Spirit and, um, uh, and, and Father, the fact that uh, your Holy Spirit is uh, the one who um, changes us and conforms us to the image of Christ. And we pray that you will soften each of our minds and each of our hearts, Father, that we would be open and receptive um, to what you have to say to each of us. Um, and that you'll continue to conform each of us to the image of Christ. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, um, before the holidays, the message um, that I preached uh, was about building godly character. Um, And this morning we looked at the works of the flesh here in Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 to 21. uh, be, sorry, the works of the flesh being the materials, sorry. Uh, this morning we looked at the works of the flesh um, and the, um, in particular being materials that um, we can build into our lives. We don't want to, um, but we need to be aware that they are materials that can be built into our lives if we're not careful. Tonight we're going to look at our responsibilities in producing the desirable fruits of the Spirit. Now we're not going to look at the fruits of the Spirit specifically tonight. Um, That's going to be over um, coming weeks. We're going to look at each one in turn. Um, But tonight we're going to look um, at what our responsibilities are in regards to producing the fruits of the Spirit. Um, 
So, for, uh, firstly, uh, we'll turn over to John chapter 15. So, first up, we've got um, confession. So, the first of our um, responsibilities is confession. John 15 and verse 1, which reads, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. Here in John 15 it speaks of bearing fruit. Um, and more fruit in verse 2 and then verses 5 and 8 I am the vine ye are the branches he that abideth in me and I in him the same bringeth forth much fruit for without me ye can do nothing and then in verse 8 herein is my father glorified that ye bear much fruit so shall ye be my disciples um, before we can bear fruit however we must purge or cleanse ourselves from the dead limbs of this life from our sins you know, we need to be cleansed of our sins, which we spoke of this morning. And this is done by confession of all known sins. Um, and thus, we must pray for cleansing. Our confession must be genuine and coupled with a firm desire to forsake, um, to forsake the sin. We must see sin as God sees it. And you know, that's... That's, that's something that's highlighted in God's word as we read through it, isn't it? You know, we, we get to see how God sees sin. You know, when we see how God deals with, um, you know, the, the, the various people um, of the Old Testament, the nation of Israel in general, um, you know, we get, to, we, we get a bit of an idea of um, how God sees sin. And we need to see sin um, in the same way. You know, we, um, we need to be abhorred. Um, by sin uh, in, in our lives and, um, and so we need to see it as God sees it as filthy and hate what it does to us however we also need to keep in mind um, Romans chapter 7 and we'll turn there Romans chapter 7 and verse 11 now when we get saved we, we, um, we don't automatically become sinless um, you know, uh, being conformed to the image of Christ is a process, process that's ongoing from when we get saved uh, to when he takes us home to be with him. Um, and so, you know, there's a struggle in our minds, you know, as we struggle um, with sin in our lives. And Paul highlights it um, quite well here in Romans um, chapter 7 and starting from verse 11. For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it slew me. Wherefore the law is holy, and the commandment holy, and just, and good. Was then that which is good made death unto me? God forbid. But sin, that it might appear sin, working death in me by that which is good. That sin by the commandment might become exceeding sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal sold under sin for that which I do I allow not 
For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that do I, or that I do. You know, we feel that struggle, don't we? You know, um, every day we, we, um, we feel that struggle that Paul describes um, so well here in Romans chapter 3. So the first thing, um, the first of our responsibilities is confession. The second one is submission. Um, just turn back to uh, Galatians chapter 5. And verse 16. This I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye, let, if ye be led, by the, led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. You know, Paul there in verse 17, for the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. You know, again, portraying that battle that we have in our minds as we struggle with, um, with sin and as, um, uh, you know, God highlights to us that um, the, the, thing, you know, the things that we even discussed this morning, you know, are sin in our lives. Um, but we, we, we struggle with those things. Um, and, that's, and that's the spirit and the flesh um, warring in our bodies um, for, um, uh, for our submission. And, um, and we need to submit to the spirit. And we're going to see how to do that shortly. Um, and then also back to John chapter 15. And verse 10, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. So these passages of scripture, um, so, you know, Galatians 5, 16 to 18, precedes the work of the flesh and the fruit of the spirit, which describes that war being waged within every child of God. Um, you know, the, the spirit and the flesh are locked in mortal combat. Um, if we yield to our flesh, our life will manifest the works of the flesh. And if we yield to the Spirit, we will bear the fruit of the Spirit. The clue to how the Spirit wins this war is found in verses um, 16 and 18. Sorry, back in um, Galatians 5. And verse 16. Now it says... If this I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And then verse 18, but if ye be led of the Spirit, um, ye are not under the law. That is, we need to submit ourselves to the control and the power of the Holy Spirit, and he will win the war for us. Now, 
back in John 15.10. It says that if we are to abide in his love, we must obey him. What is submission without obedience? Simple. Unquestioning obedience is what submission is about. We must do what he says to do if we would rid ourselves of the works of the flesh. You know, we need to obey the Lord. We need to submit to his leading in our lives. So the third thing is, we need, the third responsibility that we have, we need to abide in Christ. Um, Matthew chapter 11 And verse 29, uh, which says, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. So here in Matthew 11 29 combines the idea of putting on Christ's yoke, that is, submission with the command to learn about him, that is, meditating on him. We must not only yield, but also learn of him. Remember, John 15 says a similar thing with the words, abide in me. So learning of Christ and abiding in Christ mean meditating upon him through his word. We become like those upon whom we focus our minds. Um, uh, If we have a hero... You know, we start talking, dressing and walking like them. And so God warns us about associating with the wrong crowd. And that's why he warns, warns us um, about that in passages such as Proverbs 22 and um, Deuteronomy 7. So we must keep our minds on Christ by focusing on him in the word each day. Now, um, just in Matthew, Matthew 11 there, have a look at verse 28. Come unto me, all ye that labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Here we are told that as we abide in Christ, we can rest confidently in his grace. You know, what a privilege we have to find our strength and confidence in God and the grace we enjoy through his Son, Jesus Christ. You know, it's... It's a blessing the way God has organized life for us. You know, on on the one hand, you know, Christ has done everything for us. You know, um, obeying him is is not a work so much that we do. it's, It's something that we pursue as he changes us and conforms us to the image of Christ. And the way he does that is through his word. Um... And, you know, we have that struggle with sin in our lives. Um, uh, you, you know, as uh, whenever he reveals sin in our lives, we need to be sure that we confess um, that sin and he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we need to abide in Christ. Um, and then fourthly, the, we need to um, realise that it is the Spirit who will produce the fruit in our lives. Um, Turn over now to 2 Corinthians. 
Most of us should be familiar with this verse now. It gets referred to quite often. 2 Corinthians 3.18 which says, But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So it's, it's the Holy Spirit that changes us, that conforms us to the image of Christ. Um, turn back to Galatians chapter 5. And this time verse 22. Galatians 5.22 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, etc. Um, it's the fruit of the Spirit. And then also John 15. Uh, and this time verse 5. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. So the fruit is his fruit, not ours. We cannot produce any part of the ninefold fruit of the Spirit in and of ourselves. We can produce an artificial fruit, but we cannot produce the real thing. And 2 Corinthians 3.18 um, tells us it is the Spirit of God that produces change in our life and, brings us, uh, and, and to bring us more into conformity to God's image. And thus the glory of our Christian growth belongs entirely to God. And God gets the glory for it. Um, and then in, and in John 15:5, as, as we've already seen, the Spirit only works as we abide or meditate and rest in Christ. Apart from Christ, we can do nothing. Um, and so 2 Corinthians 3:18 tells us that it is God who does the work. As we spend time with Him in His word, um, He will change us. He will work in and through our hearts and lives and he will work out the fruit of the Spirit in our hearts and lives, which will exclude the works of the flesh as, as we grow in Him. In conclusion, I need to relate this now back to the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs highlights in the strongest possible way the importance of seeking or gaining wisdom by listening and heeding um, to instruction and shunning wickedness or by not following foolishness you know proverbs uses um, really strong analogies doesn't it in regards to wisdom and um, and foolishness you know um, the, the the principles or the proverbs that are contained in the book of proverbs some of them are quite strong um, you know when we think about um, you know the things when murder is referred to or um, adultery or anything like that you know it's it's quite it's quite strong um, language and um, and it does that to get our attention you know to um, make us sit up and think um, about what um, the Lord is trying to teach us through the book of Proverbs 
Um, Galatians 5, 19 to 23 gives us the New Testament version of this contrast. While, is not in our, while it is not in our own strength to be able to stop sinning, if we learn to regularly behold God's glory through his word, and what a glorious God he is, then he will gradually conform us to the image of Christ. However, we will continue to sin while in this body. So we need to make sure that we keep a short account with God by confessing um, our sins regularly, according to 1 John 1 9. Let's just turn back over there. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Um, but we need to be careful that we don't get to a point in our minds um, where we think that we have arrived, that we no longer sin. Because let's read 1 John 1 verses 1 to 8. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, um, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. You know, they, the, the apostles, they saw Christ. They spent time with Christ, um, you know, in, in, a, in a physical sense. Um, we don't have that privilege yet, but we do have his word. Um, which gives us the opportunity to spend time with God. Um, and that's what he wants us to do. Verse 3. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And th these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. So we need to be careful too that we don't um, uh, get to a point in our lives where we think we no longer sin. Um, because as verse 8 there says, um, if we do so, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So we need to confess our sins um, as, as soon as God challenge us, challenges us about those sins. Um, and um, we need to avoid... Um, uh, the wickedness that particularly um, Paul highlights there in Galatians um, chapter 5. And as we spend time with God and his word, um, he will change us. He will conform us um, into um, his image um, so that we live for him as, as he would have us to. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we do... We do thank you for your word. We thank you for giving us a more sure word of prophecy. Um, thank you, Father, that, uh, that we can come to your word 
um, you know that we live in a, in a time where your word is so readily available um, to us to be able to spend time um, with you in it. And we pray, Father, that we would take advantage of that opportunity um, and that you will continue uh, to work in each of our hearts and lives to conform us to the image of Christ. And um, we just ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.